You know what I can't believe we didn't talk about? What's that? The Patriots winning the Super Bowl again. Yeah, you know, I thought about that for a second, <laughs> that we really didn't talk about that. We didn't. Yeah. Two shows in a row, I was like, I meant to say something, and then I just, it just, we were so busy saying such more important things that yeah. it just got overlooked. And it's so important we talk about it, because, man, people really need to know. <laughs> people, what do you mean people need to know? It's, it's like, a joke. It's called sarcasm. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. I actually thought I you were like, <laughs> well, my dry delivery know. is so believable that it's tough sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, you and I talked a little bit off air about the Super Bowl. We didn't really uh, dive into it here. No. It just, it kind of seemed like it, it happened, and it was cool, and they won, whatever. But then it, it, it there wasn't a lot of like publicity or craziness after. Well, it's the game. a, it's a really simple reason why. Like, uh, first of all, you and I right off the bat differed on our opinions of of what happened and how entertaining it was. Right. But let's be honest. It wasn't an exciting game, let alone Super no. Bowl. And it <laughs> for all those high school punters or special teams and stuff, they were probably loving it. I mean, it was a big defense yeah. game. It was I a big defense. You game. want to hear something? I don't want to say it, but I'm going to be honest. Be honest. I almost said, and I did not mean this as a joke because I think it's played out. I almost said it left one feeling deflated. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean that because I hate that whole fucking thing. It's ridiculous. Wah, wah. I don't think. I think. I think quarterbacks should be able to pick the PSI. If you want a little yeah. softer, you want a harder. I think it's up to. I think it should be up to you. I like um, the idea of it being the same PSI throughout the whole. If it no cheating, but it, throughout the whole season for every single team, because then it's like, listen, it, you 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 picked that quarterback. You can't make excuses. Everybody has the same PSI. Everybody has the same ball. It comes down to talent and what that person can do with that ball. Not like, oh, well, his hands are a little smaller, so he should be able to deflate it a little Tom bit. Tom Brady has big hands. That's not the, that's exactly, not the point. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. Like, It's just like, I, and I like I'm the not, idea of competition where it's like everybody gets the same you know, playing well, field. That's the that I mean, that's where the term comes from, from right. the same playing field. Like, yeah, rules are important. I like rules. I think rules make games of, of competition exciting if you break the rules it's not fun anymore i don't want to ever win because i fucking held back on a, an ace in my sleeve it doesn't excite me at all but there are certain rules and laws generally that i don't always agree with and worrying about like calling someone a fucking like a cheater like they're a cheater because of a psi like i can't i, I can't care about that i genuinely don't give a shit about that because as i think it was bill burr said you didn't you didn't lose that that um, championship game by f- forty eight points because the the psi in the balls like oh yeah that I do don't give get me that. give me a give me a fucking break that and I get everybody now here's the thing there's that old phrase if you're not cheating you're not trying I don't believe that but if you're not trying to tweak the available the availability of of bending a rule then I don't think you're trying because the rules. Uh, I, I always want you to be thinking and moving on your feet and adapting. And every football team says, what can we do here that's still legal that will give us an edge? So I right. can't be mad at one team at one time over over a 20-year dynasty over PSI. Like, I just I can't pretend to care. I will say the one thing I do think about, or, like, I guess the argument to that, not even argument, but I just think about, like, how they're such a good team, right? They're a very talented group. Tom Brady's it's not the same team. It's like it changes every year, but yes. Yeah, but you know they've had Gronk, they've had Tom Brady, they've had certain players for a long time. Like they've they've got a rapport with each other. They've got this flow. Let's not forget that they move players in and out as much as any team, maybe more sometimes. So they have a few people 
a handful of core people, but they get rid of great people every year if they like right. want more money. So, but go on. Right. Okay. Let me say what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I don't need it. I'm not going against the Patriots. I'm saying this in their defense. It's just, or, but it's like silly to me. It's okay. So. If you're that good, if you're that confident, Tom Brady is so great. They should feel that confidence. And like you said, the Bill Burr argument where it's like the PSI had nothing to do with how many touchdowns they had. Exactly. So why go through the trouble of trying to make it a little bit easier for the team or deflating or whatever you do to give your team the upper hand or the edge when realistically you can still just win the game? Considering now, that how much they won by, it's a good point. You know but, what I mean? Like, of it's, course, it's like but, why cheat or quote unquote cheat? I'm not saying whatever. We're basing this conversation that we're having right now on the assumption that they did cheat. We don't even know if they. I did. thought they had text messages from Tom Brady about it. To I, the, I don't. To I, the if, I didn't see that. Maybe. I yeah, don't know. I think they did. Um, regardless. I don't want to. I don't know that, so I don't want to speak from that position. If you remember seeing those texts, okay, you're t- you're speaking from knowing that he had something to do with it. Um, but just because they're fantastic, a fantastic team doesn't mean they're going to win every week. Any team, it's it, the phrase is called any given Sunday. Any team can win any any time they play. the The Browns might win a game one day. That's that's possible. <laughs> sorry, Browns. I like the Browns, but that was funny. Um, so it's not like they go in there thinking, oh, we're the best. We don't have to try again this week. They're the best because they try so hard. They're always putting in a lot of effort. Now, all teams put in a lot of effort, but I don't I don't I don't buy this Patriots are in some elite class by themselves where they can't be they get beaten every year. They had five losses this year. That was still an amazing season, but that was a lot of losses for them. Uh I think I think Tom is averaging just over twelve wins a season. After 19 seasons, that's insane. That's not. That doesn't come from cheating. Um, and I'm not going to say that I know someone else has bent the rules to some degree. But again, every team is quote unquote cheating to some degree. That's why they change rules every year. That's why they throw the flag. Everyone's fucking cheating all the time, and you have to you have to catch them. And and to some degree, they got caught on that one. But it wasn't the kind of infraction that was so uh, egregious that I'm like that I, I could pretend to care. Yeah. Um, I will say this. What was the other thing that they were... Oh, the videotaping thing they did. They they videotaped someone else's practices. That was the other thing that they were known for as far as cheating, which was maybe decade before the deflate gate thing. Um, and even that, I was like, first of all, I don't know who ordered it. I know Tom wasn't up there with a tripod. I don't know what assistant was doing. I don't know. Um, and that does kind of suck but I kind of assume that there's a lot of spying. When you when a, a coach or a defensive coordinator or someone gets traded or quits and gets hired, they don't come over and say, hey, we were kind of doing this over there, and they share that information. There's sure. lots of ways to get information. There's a lot of hearsay. And all the plays have been done. Every fucking football play has already been made. Executing it is really what it's all about, and executing it under pressure is what it's really all right. about. Right, right. Yeah. It's interesting. It I wasn't mean, an exciting Super Bowl. I'm not even a really big fi- football fan. You know that about me. Um, I, do. I I also think the NFL is kind of a pretty corrupt organization, I'm sure, like a mm-hmm. lot of organizations I are. Agree. Of course. Um, but I think they put these guys through absolute hell. And um, and then also they leave them with not a lot of options after their career is over in terms of what the- they do next. And a lot of them don't know what to do next, and they're they're left with, you know, a little bit of money, maybe they sunk a lot of it into some bullshit, but they're left with a little bit of money and a whole bunch of shitty bones and 
and hurt ligaments and torn this and torn that. And they do treat some of them right. Yes, they they. It seems like you know they treat the Tom Brady's of the world very. You know they're they're making they're doing stuff outside of football. They're they're big in their community. They're doing a lot of stuff, but not everybody is like that in the uh, in the NFL. So. The NFL was a nonprofit organization until a handful yeah. of years ago. Yeah, so there's wild. corruption going on. Yeah, I don't really agree non-profit. with with um, what's his name's um, the owner of the of the of the Patriots. Help me out, um, Robert Kraft. Yeah, um, I don't I don't agree with his political leanings. He's like a Trump fan. So uh, is Tom Brady. Exactly. No, hold on a second. Now, he, he, if he is great, he's not I my friend. I dug fr- deep. If he is. Did you? Yeah, I dug deep. He he played he plays golf with him before he became president for a long time, and he's a uh, a lot of people. It's come out a little bit that he him and Bill Belichick are, a lot of them are Trump supporters. He and Bill Belichick, fine. I know Bill Belichick is. Here's what I've witnessed, and again, I'm not Tom Brady's buddy, so it doesn't really matter if he is or is not. No, yeah, uh, exactly. A supporter. It's but not about the here's, that, but but I do. We all judge each other, and and I love sure. Tom Brady as a football player and and as a um, a professional in the way that he changes his diet and his exercise regimens and his longevity all of that stuff yeah his ability to be the best or you know Listen. one of the best quarterbacks of all time with and hands down being the least athletic of them all like what <laughs> his position is is unique it's inimitable and it has created a huge footprint on the history of the game i love all of that right in my experience listening to his opinions about politics i've never heard him say yeah, I like Trump. Yeah, I support him. He's always very diplomatic about how he answers that question, which well, I've of course, which I think is a, is one of the reasons why he's so diplomatic about answering that question because it, him coming out and saying I'm a Trump supporter probably wouldn't do well for his image in terms of no Democrats yeah. buy fucking jerseys too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but besides the point, like you said, yeah. When I'm watching him on TV play football, I'm like, wow, this is a really good fucking football player. It doesn't matter who's behind the mask. It's just like this guy is a great football player, and I'm watching him play football. If I saw him at a party ever and had a conversation with him and if he was ever like, well, yeah, I'm a big Trump supporter in his policies. Hey, man. It's all hold on, hold on. It sounds so funny. But Tom Brady or no Tom Brady, I just me personally, I would just have to be like, well, see you later and just kind of have to walk away from that. No, you wouldn't. Here's why. I, I don't. Here's I, why. I'm not two faced. I can't be no, like, no, no, no. yeah, yeah, for no, sure. You wouldn't do that. Here's why. You would you would talk to a guest on the sh- our show if they were a Republican and had a different opinion. You would. You'd give them that yeah. respect. You'd you'd hear them I out. I wouldn't agree with it though. You wouldn't have to, and you wouldn't have yeah. to agree with Tom Brady if he even gave you fucking five minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I wouldn't want to have an argument with Tom Brady. So that's a problem. That, why, that why are you assuming you have can't have a conversation and have it not be an argument? Because I don't know how when someone argues their points of why they support this person, I can't. I, I don't understand. I can't. Do you know it. why? Maybe his reasons are more that's interesting than you assume. I, I guess it would de- depend on. How Maybe he, he doesn't. Next. Maybe he didn't vote for him. You don't know. No, I know. I I know that. I'm painting a picture, a scenario where he did. That's my point. I know that he may have not. I wouldn't paint that scenario. I'd I'm be just. Like, I I'm hope. just. I paint every scenario in my head. For All fun. of them. For f- every how much single free one. time do you have? I just thought about cutting your head off a second ago. That doesn't take. That's long. like worst case scenario. It's like a four second scenario. You'd have plenty of time to think of that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for but the, regardless, for, it's football. It's not politics. And and as a football player, he's a phenomenal player. Phenomenal player. And I really enjoyed the Super Bowl, even though because it wasn't an exciting game. Like it was. It felt different. It felt. Odd. It didn't feel not exciting. Odd, but like, yeah, it didn't feel exciting. And 
And maybe it's because of the surroundings. I mean, I was with my uncle and aunt, and uh, and then Lily came a little bit after, and we just kind of relaxed, had dinner, hung out with their pup who's sick, and and uh, and it was like a mellow, you know, it, it felt mellow, and that's how the game was too, which is weird. If it's it doesn't come down to the wire, on in any game, there's you're left feeling like there you're missing out. There's no drama. There's right. no Those conflict. Are the exciting and games. the whole the all the drama in the whole game was. Are they gonna score at all? That's the what thing. The- <laughs> That's that. But that was kind of the exciting part about it too, because it was so the score was so low and there was no huge lead that it made it a possible for the Rams to to win the game, and it made it possible for anybody to win the game. Anything could have happened in that game, which was fun. That was the exciting element towards the end. It was just like, oh wow, like this really could right. come down to a field goal, or this could come down to you know, it was it was interesting. Um, in three years, Tom Brady was able to give the most electrifying Super Bowl comeback performance win in the history of the game. What was it, the, last year or the year three before? Years. Three years. Three years ago? 51. With the one where he— They were in 49, 51, 52, and 53. They missed 50, No, which I was believe. the one where they came back like— th- they 51. Were, they were down three touchdowns? Two years ago, three Super Bowls ago. And that was That's what I'm talking stupid. about. He was <laughs> He was the— crazy. He, uh, it was uh, one of the most amazing games of all time. The following year, he threw over 500 yards, I think for four touchdowns, had an amazing game, and they lost. The following year, this year, he, what did he throw, for less than 200 yards maybe? They had no touchdown passes. It was the most, as you, or oh, not you, but people have said the most boring game in history, and they fucking won. There, it, it's it's a it's a mixed bag. That's why the game itself is just. It, it, that's why that game is so interesting because it's. I couldn't hold it against him, man. Like that's you said, how every unfolded. given Sunday it really comes. To, I mean, it's, the defense it's, fucking it's showed down up to the day. It's everything. You know, they fly, they travel. That players get tired. That's why. That's usually why so I, many factors. You know? Overtime wins or when the defense on one team is too tired because they sure. gave their yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. they gave it they their all during the fourth quarters. Yeah. Um, and then so we I, crucify them for it, and they're just like, "I'm fucking tired, bro." I like, try not to. I'm old enough now yeah, where I do my tough. best not it's to like, be like that guy sucks or he fucked. Nah, I don't that's care. That's why I, I I think that's why growing up I got super turned off from from those from I guess those kinds of sports, um, maybe football more than any other. But uh, yeah, it just felt like if I was at a big viewing of it, and there was really hardcore fans, if a coach made a bad move, if uh, or a bad call, or if a player, you know, let something in or threw an interception, the way I, these kids or friends of mine or people I would see, just the way they act people towards that their team minds. or person, watching competitive you know, play, fucking kill you, like it's, it's like, it's, dude, it's a game. I I remember as a little kid being really upset when the Broncos didn't win the Super Bowl, like a two or three years in a yeah. row or something like that. It. You become emotionally invested. It's yeah. really strange because there's literally doesn't matter who wins. No, it's a game, a professional game that we love, but people do get out of control they and have taken away. Numbers on their shirts, <laughs> they do. They're wearing like they a spandex, stu- a giant sized stuffed animal running around representing their team and city. Do they still do that? Mascots? Yeah. Do they have this more at basketball? No, you're games, right. I you're think. right. You're right. I forgot they do. You know, yeah, I was a. Uh, you know, I was. Um, I was a ma- uh, mascot in middle school. No, you weren't. Yeah, I was. Why I, are you lying to me? I sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. I was the um, uh, Pol- uh, not Polson. Sorry, uh, 
Brown Middle School Bangle. The Bangles. The I was a Brown bangle. Middle School Bangle. You were a Bangle? Uh huh. I had the, ha- I had the head the on. Video. I got through. No, I got thrown out of one game because the ref. Uh, I was causing too much of a distraction, but I was like, you know, mocking the ref. I got really into it. Oh, you were pissed. No, I was just, you know, like the whole the, like, ref- the ref turns around and I kind of walk up to him and like mock him, and then oh. he turns back and I like walk away. And he the kicked crowd. you out. Yeah, because he, he was frustrated. I guess that's so, hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. You I, cracked was, him. I think you that was broke his brain. Sixth grade. Yeah, nice sixth work. Grade. Sixth grader. That's yeah. hilarious. Nice work, dude. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. I think it's because I wasn't good enough to be on the basketball team, and I just wanted to kind of be around. Maybe I wanted to be around those kids. Maybe I thought they were like the popular kids, or I just kind of wanted to be in that group. I don't know. We could really dive deep and and and. I I played for a few yeah. years in high school, but in junior high. Uh, I was a manager for one of the teams for the same reason that my buddies were on the team. Right. I wanted to be involved. I was four seven. I was too short to even fucking play well. Four seven in sixth and seventh grade. Sure. Oh yeah. I didn't break five feet until I was in high school, dude. And that's when I when I spread up. That's when I started playing ball. My um, father was four eleven, through all through high school. There you go. And then came back from the. Uh, he was in the air force and he came back to his hometown and he was like six feet six one nice yeah like Dude, sprouted that's amazing sprout he used to be called shorty in high school that yeah was his nickname if shorty. you're not breaking yeah shorty's the, right, the correct nickname for 411 yeah senior 411 and he was a oh, drummer he was a senior that's insane yeah no he all through high school he was 411 he didn't break 411 even at graduation he was still nope. under five feet tall no i think it happened like the night after graduation that's he, insane he it like always happens at night. You, you kiss your math teacher from freshman year and you, you sprout a foot that's amazing <laughs> Yeah, I actually, God, should I say that? I should. What graduation project? I made that joke because I did that. Um, project graduation. You you did what? Uh, back I, up, back up. You can't just throw that out there. You did I what? Am, I'm telling you. I'm telling okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it wasn't. It, I'm gonna tell you the whole story. Long okay. story short. Um, long story. Long. When I was in, that's <laughs> true. It's just I try to soften yeah. the blow because <laughs> of my long ass stories. I hate lying to you. Um, freshman year, I had uh, first of all, I'm a small town in Maine. Um, Although there was one other Jewish kid in my class, I was kind of the token Jewish kid. I was probably a little more, <laughs> a little more um, outgoing. So I kind of, you know, was the was the Jew, and um, basically I had a connection with my math teacher freshman year because she was Jewish, the only Jewish teacher in the school, and it was very, you know, it's a weird Jewish connection that you can't help. She was, you know, soft on me because she liked me. I liked her because she was cute, and she was probably like late 20s and thought she was an older woman whatever my god 27 28 ridiculous uh long story short four years later project graduation you're 18 you're no longer at the high school you go have your last party whatever um and at some point i don't know if it was like at the end of the night or i don't remember a lot um i i kissed her not like a makeout session just but on the lips like this was the teacher yeah i don't remember how it happened math teacher my math teacher yeah and you what grade were you in again when I met her as a freshman, I had her as a teacher. I was a freshman. When I and then, and when I kissed what? her and I pecked her, it was a peck on the lips. I was eighteen and I just graduated. You just graduated. So yeah. this is post graduation. Like it was project graduation. It was the party you have oh. after you graduate, like the same day. What happened? How, what was her like response? It was a mutual peck. Like no. Oh, she did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's an huh. interesting story. Had she actually had she slapped me and walked away, that would have been funny too. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> And then you know, I was like, slapped you and then started making out with you. That would have been crazy. Oh, man, I should have stuck around for the slap makeout session. Really blew that one, Coop. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, so 
I I said in a couple couple shows ago, I really wanted to bone up, even though I I, I dislike Trump and uh, I'm pretty pissed off at our governmental system in general. And I hate to be that general because there's a lot of good aspects. There are some good politicians, um, but mostly it's a corrupt system that has been getting worse every moment of every day for the last hundred years. But I do want to bone up because I really just dropped off the face of the political landscape after um, Trump won. And I came across this guy, David Clay Johnston, J- David K. Johnston, um, who is a, I believe, a Pulitzer Prize winning um, investigative journalist. L.A. Times, he investigated corrupt um, police uh, corruption. He basically, um, the GE CEO, Bob, can't remember, um, the CEO of General Electric basically had to give up his retirement package of like $70 million because of, I don't know if it was tax evasion or, or tax. H. Lawrence. Huh? Colt Jr. H. Lawrence, Colt Jr., CEO, GE. Oh, currently. Then it's the previous one. Um, um, Stephen Rails? No. John Flannery? Nope. Are they all predecessors? This may maybe this was no. twenty years ago. Anyway, David K. Johnston is an incredible investigative journalist, famous for just probing the shit out of things. No bullshit, no fake news. Just like a real journalist. He's seventy years old. He's a, a badass, and um, he wrote a book on Trump and his summation after going through the fucking mountain of public record on Donald J. Trump is that he is the most successful con artist of all time. Yeah. That makes not sense. someone's not someone's opinion on a fucking rowboat, not some uh, you know idiot on a hang glider going, "I think Trump's a dick." Like a fucking 40-year vet investigative journalist who says our president is a con artist and the, arguably the most successful one of all time. Mm-hmm. That right there closes the book on the debate if there still is one that this guy is in any way shape or form a benefit to our country as president it's not how we do on time oh uh, we got some time sweet okay take the take the reins i need a drink of water well um let's see after that trump rant yeah after that trump i'm going to start reading uh david k david k johnston David K. Johnson. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested in what else he has to say. Uh, I started reading a new book last night. What? Uh, Put me in suspense like that. An Object of Beauty by Steve Martin. Oh. Yeah. Nice. But it's a, it's one of his novels, so it's a unrelated to the act, art of it's acting. Fiction. Okay. Yeah, it's fiction. So it's a story. Uh, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm not that far in, but uh, it's a story about. So far, it's a. Uh, this guy's narrating it, and he's talking about when he went to school for art history in, uh, and then lived in New York, and has, and he speaks about this vibrant woman um, that he was friends with and once slept with, but everybody was loved her and was attracted to her, and he's kind of like telling her story in the city. And uh, so far, it's really good. So far, it's really good. Steve, I, I can't think of another actor slash comedian like he's so good who man. transitioned to writing. And has as successful a situation as Steve Martin. Well, he always, I mean, he wrote a lot of his, I mean, he wrote a lot of scripts, too. He wrote 
Bowfinger. You wrote that. Oh my god, I can't believe that was your example. Fucking Bowfinger. I knew you like that. Oh god, that if I recall correctly, that was not great. What? Uh, yeah. I'm, should I say it again? If I recall correctly, <laughs> that was not great. What? Oh shit. Uh, that was good. I like that. I do like Steve Martin. I'm not. I wasn't a huge The Jerk fan. Uh, I think I just missed it being at m- my my generation age window or whatever. I think I was too young to have grabbed it in its current. One essence. of my favorite movies. Okay. Um, obviously, it it definitely plays well to this day. It's a classic, and it's a ridic. It's probably one of the more ridiculous classics prior to the '80s, right? I mean, what else besides Monty Python, some Mel Brooks, what other farcy? over-the-top comedies would you pit against the jerk as the supreme title holder for the most ridiculous bullshit that's still awesome from that era? I, Yeah, I don't know. That's the I, official category, by the way. It's such a good movie. Do you have a fav- uh, favorite part? Of that movie? A uh, favorite part, some favorite parts, anecdotal sure. comments. Um, oh, man. Sometimes Coop forgets we're doing a show and thinks we're just chatting. It's like, oh, right, the show. Yeah, let me think. Uh, I love when the parents are explaining to him that he's, you know, he's, he's, they're trying to explain to him that they found him and he's gonna, he's a white boy and he's not <laughs> right. gonna be black. And then he, right. he looks up, he says, You mean I'm gonna stay this color? <laughs> <laughs> That's in the first five minutes. I know. And uh, another moment that jumped out at me is maybe uh, <laughs> with the cans. The cans are leaking. The defective cans, and he's getting shot at by right, the right, guy. Right. Um, Did you ever watch just Freaks? just even that mo- just that premise of like this guy, it, like to introduce a random antagonist to the story of this man who just opens. He's just miserable and lo- and and at the lowest of lows in his life, and he just opens a phone book and puts his finger on a name, and he says, ah, just, "I'm gonna kill him." This poor black kid, right? It's, but it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Like this guy, how they bring him into the movie. Just some guy who's just <laughs> trying Script, to scripted just comedies. Someone. What are you gonna do? Did you ever see Freaks and Geeks? The show? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Loved it. That whole arc where it didn't even get big until years after it was <sighs> released. Honestly, a shame. That's crazy. That that didn't get two more. It was seasons. it was ahead of its time, I guess. When it when it was about a time before. I don't know. Yeah. In fact, I I was working in I was working in production. When that show, I think when it was out, wasn't it 99? Something like that. I think a few years later I was working in production and I had this really sweet, over-the-top, like flamboyant gay art director of one TV show I was working on. And I remember asking him, do you have a favorite TV show? And he goes, yeah, Freaks and Geeks. And I had no idea what it was. Yeah, this was like, this was a few years after that. And... I remember thinking to myself, I don't know what that is. And then it wasn't for like a decade that I before I actually watched it and that rang that bell that, oh, that guy loved that show. He must have had similar sort of um, associated moments in high school where, because he was older, he must have been in high school in the in the, the 50s or the 60s. So he, being gay at that time in high school must have been pretty fucking rough no matter where he was, you know, mm-hmm. unless he got really lucky in some progressive town back then. So that that show really resonated with him. And I was like, it took me a decade to understand why he said that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he gets. Yeah, that's a great. I, I mean, that was honestly, I think. Um, oh, shit. What's the kid's name? Um, James Franco. That I still think to this day is James Franco's best work. <laughs> 
I, I can't think of anything else that I was like more that he's just amazing. He did a cool show I watched. Um, oh, let me find the name. Um, Franco? Yeah, it was... Uh, oh, gosh. You're killing me, bro. I'll find it. I'm, I'm on it right now. Um, he goes back in time in the show. What? Now I have to see it. Dude. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh my god! I'm not gonna remember those numbers. It's a. It was a mini series that he did. What was it on? Like um, who, who produced it? Who made it? I mean, it's on. A... Is it Hulu? Is it? Yeah, Hulu. Amazon. Oh, it's Hulu. Hulu okay. Hulu. I'll just. Oh shit! I have to get a new Hulu account. Um, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's good. It, and it's. Um, it's about. Uh, he's a high school teacher, and he travels back in time. And, okay, and he travels back in time to prevent John F. Kennedy's assassination. You had me at he went back in time. It's pretty good. The show. I just you, I think you'd like. I'm it. sure. I, I can't imagine I wouldn't. Um, he's I really just, good in it too. Like, not for nothing. I can't wait to have another thing that he does that I really like him in. Uh, I saw a small cartoon, like a single frame cartoon, and I'm sure everyone listening has already seen this, but I'm always late to the party. This internet meme shit. Um, <laughs> it was basically a guy coming out of a time machine saying. Uh, he goes, I just came back from the past, and I killed Hitler. And the other guy in the room, probably another scientist, was like, who? <laughs> I was like, oh, of course, you would never get the credit. That's great. Have existed. That's great. Um, yeah, so it's nobody go fine. back and kill Hitler, because then no one will even know you did it. No, do it. Just take one for the team. Okay, I amend my previous statement. Yes, yeah. go back in time and kill Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. You probably feel really good about yourself. Yeah. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrible painter. Well, on that note, <laughs> on that note. All right, yeah, let's wrap it up. Thanks, Coop. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This was a fun one. Yeah, it was um, fun. Everybody out there, please go subscribe, rate, review the podcast. We really uh, really want to get your thoughts and uh, so we can shape this thing of beauty and, and, you know, suggestions too. Think of it as, think of the reviews as a, uh, as a what, what's no, one of those boxes? No, don't subscribe. Don't review. Don't tell your friends. People do stuff when you tell them not to do it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah! Don't do that yeah, stuff. Do You're not allowed. That. You couldn't handle it. Yeah. I bet you can't subscribe. Don't send us. Don't send us wads of cash. Oh, is that mail. Oh my God, that's a great idea. Yeah. Don't don't buy me a new car and deliver it to the studio. Do not send don't me a that. new high end Model S from yeah. Tesla because that is the last thing that I want. Oh yeah. my God, please do that. Yeah. Don't do that. All right. See you next All week, right. guys. See you guys. <laughs> Bye.